Welcome to Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast where we dig into the paranormal and find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Chad. And I'm Eli. This week, we collaborated with another podcast, so we're just going to get straight into it. In Native American folklore, Bigfoot is seen as a special being, one regarded with great respect and reverence. Excuse me, uh, who are you exactly? I am the High Chief. I tell story about Big Ape called Sasquatch. Nope, I'm the narrator today. But I am the High Chief. Let's see, where were we? Oh yes, so members of the tribe view Bigfoot as having greater powers than mankind because the creature lives in a magical space between both animal and human consciousness. Some believe that this elusive species can actually live between the physical and spiritual world. On a lighter note, as usual, our skit today starts out, well, in the same place as usual, a bar. What do you say, Lick? Another pine cone vodka? Horace, you ready? Chaz? I think that will do it for us. Leaving so soon? Can't stay for another one? Oh, the drinks are delicious. It's just that we're off to search for a creature in these parts. Ah, see, yes. Well, there have been some sightings, but I have to be honest, you'll be walking a while. You better hydrate. Let me get you a couple of more. And for two nice lads like yourselves, here is tourists in the great Northwest. I, I normally do this on the house, you see. That's awfully nice of you, barkeep. Thank you. Chaz took a deep, long sip of that tasty beverage. But you know, uh, bar policy unfortunately prohibits me from doing such a thing. Um, that'll be thirty-seven fifty. This one comes with a souvenir, though. It's a it's a creature mug. You're welcome. With mugs in hand and hope in their hearts, two thrill seekers headed off deeper into the woods in search of the elusive creature. Their friends told them they'd never find. Here we are, gentlemen. Two more beers, and this time in a Bigfoot mug. Oh, what a lovely surprise. Look at the cuffs, Jim. It's got fur and everything. Jim took a long swig as the top of the mug peeled away and affixed to his upper lip. <laughs> oh, God, it's Hitler. Everyone at Hitler's alive. He's not in South America after all. <laughs> Wait until Jim sees this. Jim? Jim? Where are you, Jim? Lenny, it's me. Jim, it's me. Jim peeled off that perfectly groomed Nazi mustache. You really had me going there, buddy. <laughs> These mugs are great. Farky, is this real Bigfoot fur? I'm sorry? The fur. Does it come from a real Bigfoot on the mugs? Um, um, yes. Yeah, yes, yes it is. Uh, <laughs> technically it's pubic hair we shaved off for moose, but what's the difference Am I right, Tina? Real mature, Mike. That's awfully nice of you, sir. You really know how to make a guest feel welcome. What's that? Oh, the beards. Oh, no, those are from T-Bone down at the end of the... Now, wait a second. I don't see him anymore. T-Bone! T-Bone? Well, hey, honest mistake by you fellas. In these particular cases, I'd usually make those on the house, you see. Thanks, Barkeith. <laughs> We're in town to find big... But, alas, owner's rules, you know. So, uh, 
no can dooskies. Uh, that'll be 53.70. So you were about to say what? Uh, let me guess. You're here to find the creature Bigfoot. That's right, barkeep. Any advice? The barkeep saw dollar signs flashing his head. It gets you on the right track. So what you want to do is head out that door there, walk about 50 meters, and turn left. Then right, then left again, then stand on one foot. Listen, it's quite a journey for a novice. I have this special map here, normally free of charge. Horace, I thought we'd see something by now. Anything. Are you sure we're following the path that the barkeep gave us? Jazz, we're going the right way, trust me. Just keep your eyes peeled. They said to look for prints. Oh, and used condoms. Used condoms? Yes, apparently that's their thing. That's why it parks, library parking lots, next to perfectly good trash cans, pass in the forest, you're always seeing used condoms. Ugh, where are these things having sex exactly? Theorists contend that they're doing it inside the confines of their own shelter and then literally traveling sometimes hundreds of miles to aforementioned parks and depositing has to be the only explanation given the ubiquitous distribution. Lenny, we've been walking for two hours and haven't seen even as much as a footprint. I'm starting to think that the barcade led us astray. Hey, Jim, look at this. The boys, after hours of exhausting travel, with nothing more than a hand-drawn map and a six-pack of Bigfoot brews, they bought thinking that they were on sale to keep them going. They finally stumbled upon something. What am I looking at exactly? See that, Jim? What? The tree? Yeah. And see this branch here? Lenny excitedly grabbed the branch, as if he just discovered the missing evidence to the JFK murder. I do. <laughs> exactly. I don't get it. There's no way an animal made this, Jim. Bigfoot made this. What are you saying? Bigfoot is an expert arborist? He's creating trees now? This is clearly his home. See how the branches are assembled in metaculous fashion? Lenny, that's a typical tree with a naturally forming branches. Eager to prove his new discovery to his fellow cryptid adventurer, Lenny removed his bright blue windbreaker jacket and rolled up the sleeves on his shirt, revealing zero muscles, and began to tug on the tree. To the common eye, maybe. But if I do a little of... Okay. Maybe I do... A tree, huh? Yeah. Honestly, everything is looking the same. We sure haven't passed by here before. A bee! A bee! Calm down. It'll sting you if you freak out like... Ah, I think it got me. All right. Take it easy. Let me have a look at it. Oh, no. It itches. Oh, my God. It itches. Stop. Don't scratch it. You're yanking out all your hair, Chaz. Just take it easy. You're getting hair everywhere. Wait. What's that? What? There. Just beside the tree. That bright blue thing. Jim... Come look at this. Look at the size of this footprint. It must be Bigfoot. It just has to be. I don't know. It's fairly big. I guess I imagine a little bigger if it were Bigfoot, though. Wait. What's that design in the lower right? Yeah. Looks like some sort of shape. Claws, perhaps? 
I think that's a, a letter. Wait, that's a word. N I. Is that a K? Jim looked around for a moment, just to make sure no one was watching them. Lenny, what brand of shoes are you wearing? Nike's why. Son of a bitch. We're going in circles. Perhaps, but how do you explain this, this uh, hair? There beside the men were several tufts of thick brown hair. Hmm, it does look like fur, doesn't it? Weird. I don't recall seeing it last time we passed, or the time before, or before. It's probably nothing. Look, I'm getting tired. Let's head back to the other way. Maybe that bar is still open. Dejected, the two men made their way back how they came, which technically, ultimately, would get them back to this very spot. Chaz, look. Exhausted, Chaz looked up and immediately saw it too. There, heading directly towards them, were two of the most ghastly critters Horace and Chaz has ever seen. How was I supposed to know it wasn't real Bigfoot fur on the mugs? It looked real. Really, Lenny? See, that's your whole damn problem. Open your eyes once in a while. Uh, Jim? I should have never listened to you about this trip. Jim? I could be back home in Cleveland right now, sitting by the pool, but no. Jim? Oh, my God. Lenny, grab my camera. Here you go. Hurry. They're coming right for us. What is this? A Nikon 8mm? What am I supposed to do with this? Film Doug Ruth hitting home runs? First real Bigfoot filming, you gotta make the viewer dizzy within the first 10 seconds, otherwise it's not believable. So make sure you skip a few frames, then shake it around as if you're an alcoholic with delirium tremors, and then move it quickly counterclockwise. Hey guys, which one of you dropped your jacket? Did it just talk to us? Holy shit. Bigfoot, Bigfoot can speak. Wow, this is so exciting. Finally, it's a real human. Everyone told us you guys didn't exist. But we didn't listen. We knew. It's so great to finally... Unfortunately, their jubilation would only last a moment. For in the blink of an eye, the Bigfoots, or Big Feet rather... What exactly is plural Bigfoot? Big Fi? Never mind that. Well, they vanished. And in their place was... Who are you? I am the High Chief. You sound a lot like the bartender who ripped us off. Back at the bar. I have gotten that before, but total coincidence, trust me. So I'm here to tell you that Bigfoot is very welcome creature in our culture. They can live between dimensions, and when you even see just one, it is a sign of good things to come. Well, what good might that be? Well, the adjoining of two of the greatest podcasts in all the land, of course. Unearthing Paranormal Sea and Grognostics doing a collaboration show tonight and now live, well, sort of, from California and Oklahoma. It's the Bigfoot Show! I don't even know what a podcast is. I swear, you're the bartender. We want a refund on those drinks. I'm not the bartender. I mean... I am not the bartender. I am the high chief. <laughs> so, uh, where did the Bigfoot go exactly? Is he like a time traveler? I just don't get it. You look thirsty. Let's get you back to the... <clears throat> Let's get you back to the bar. Sail on Yeti Tonics tonight. <laughs> oh, that was great. 
warmed up and ready to do a podcast. So today we are joined by another podcast, and that would be Grognostics. I know we've talked about Grognostics before and how awesome their podcast is, and so we've decided to do this show together. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's Jason and Steve. Super exciting. Yeah, we're excited to be on the show with you guys. Thanks for having us. We uh, we listen to your show. We love it, and uh, we're excited to be here. Jason, it was nice for you to come out of your cage for this one. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. My wife was kind enough to leave it unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we're uh, big fans of your show, too. So to introduce our listeners, we'd like to introduce everyone to Emi. Hi. Dave. Hi, everybody. Chad. Hey, guys. And Eli. Hello. Thank you. So, yeah, you your guys' show is kind of similar to us, except you have much cooler accents. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we from the Mid-South. The Mid-South? Because <laughs> I don't know what we're really considered, because... Uh, we're not the deep south, and we ain't west, so. <laughs> yeah, so the, they're out of uh, Oklahoma, so Which, I, I don't know what that would be qualified. You know, I think, I think we're, we're the Midwest. Midwest, but we're dead center, so mid-south. Stuck between Texas and Kansas, that's what you call us. Pretty much, we're the buckle on the Bible Belt. That's exactly what we are. <laughs> nice. Well, that's usually the first thing you take off, so I don't know what. And underneath that uh, buckle, there's a chastity belt, so we're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well you guys do very similar shows you do like paranormal haunting spiritualism ufos um and what your goal is to bring normalcy to the topics right yeah just make it to where it's something that it's talked about um, things where people aren't scared of it anymore yeah. i think you guys have done like out. i don't know i listened to your mothman show and i'm still scared of it but maybe that's because you're talking about math man he was <laughs> Math's always scared me. Mathman was far scarier than Mothman, let me tell you. <laughs> Pim does. <laughs> Nothing scarier than uh, calculus. Yes. Four. Uh, but I, yeah, I think you guys, we did a lot of similar things. We had mediums, uh, Mandela effect, alien stuff, uh, Luciferism. Uh, I'm not saying that correctly. Luciferian. I can't even say it. Luciferianism? Luciferianism. <laughs> Luciferianism. It went through four go. mouths to get it right. <laughs> we'll get That's there. hot. <laughs> you know how you much the I devil struggled? was trying to spread something and make it a little easier to say. <laughs> that episode and Madame Blavatsky, I couldn't say either of those words. Uh, it just it was miserable. It was fucking hilarious is what it was. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite show that you've done? Uh Eli's excited over there. He's got a favorite. Yeah, I got uh our uh, episode over uh, Spectrophilia, our Valentine's episode, oh. that was by far my favorite episode that we did. <laughs> it's because he really wants it to happen Oh, to man, himself, if I get so raped by a ghost, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Eli, <laughs> you have that recorded. <laughs> you cannot dispute that you said that. Well, now, now I'm officially saying, come get me. I'm a little scared. Are we going to be an accomplice if, if Eli's ever wanted for any sort of sexual... De- uh, Deviancy. They're gonna be like, did did you ever have interaction with him where you said you wanted to have inter- intercourse with the ghosts? I'm gonna have to say yes. You know, we have it on recording. We'll just hand that over I to the FBI. I can't run for political office now. <laughs> was attacked by a succubus. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. That was my that's my favorite show too. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. If uh, grognostics listeners. You guys should definitely check out their show. It's definitely worth worth a listen. We're gonna we're gonna dazzle you today on the subject of Bigfoot. So, but it doesn't stop there because you guys have a lot of cool topics. Um, 
So I don't know. Should we take it take it on home to uh, what this show's about? Well, first, what, what do you um? What, what's your favorite episode that you guys have recorded? Oh man, I could talk for hours on this, uh, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, Jason. You, what about you? Well, I think overall, our our most I think listened to episode was on the Sumerian culture. Um, that one was pretty fun. But that was just Steve and I. We we've, we've definitely gotten more elaborate since then. Well, the more, more guests we have on, the less listeners we have. So for some reason, just the two of us. But that was the only show, so that's totally irrelevant. That got. The, um, I don't know. I I tend to like more the like social experiment ones we do. Like um, we did one on tribe, which is kind of cool. Just like sort of evaluating just humanity as a whole and like what's going on. Um, so I think topics like that, like so so like tribe was was a fun one. Yeah, I really liked your um, tribe episode. The tribe one was probably one of my favorites of yours. I, I've liked all. I've listened to all yours. I like them all. Um, well, thank you. I love all your characters. Your characters are great. Um, oh, thank you. I was excited to actually be one of the skits. Finally. <laughs> oh yeah, I was too. Yeah, you know, if I had a dime for every single person that has told me that that you know really wanted to be on the skit, I'd probably have no money at all <laughs> so now i have one dime so thank you now yeah yeah overall i think if anyone is you know thinking about listening to our show or whatever we have a lot of fun with it we have like characters that kind of come come and go which probably a lot of people are like what the hell is this but if you're kind of like a little little weird a little kooky you, you know you got a good sense of humor and you want to dive a little bit deeper um yeah definitely check out the show what do you think jason anything to add uh, well, I think that we we're always trying to expand into uh, you know just overall intriguing type of topics. So whether it be paranormal or esoteric or cultural or scientific, anything that um, we can get our hands on that might uh, really just you know delve our interest um, in enough so to talk for two hours straight. Yeah, no, what I like about your guys' show too is you you go like you go off on like conversations and they just kind of work and, and Chad throws in some funny lines here. Dave's got like, like deep, deep knowledge on these things. I don't know if he's just went to Princeton and just like has this info. I mean, I can't imagine he like researches this. You could put in the time to research, but the extent of the knowledge that he has and brings to these topics. And then Amy kind of ties it all together. Eli's just awesome overall. Um, so you guys have like a good balance. Like everyone has a good, uh, good kind of role on the show which i think is good and i think that's what's really cool about it you kind of know what to expect from each one of you and and then you're kind of ready for each thing which is cool oh man now i gotta change it up and do the research or something for once nah dave's got it <laughs> dave's got that research down dave's like i just do it because no one else does pretty much be like hey amy how about, what have you read so far and I'm like, I watched some videos on YouTube. Does that count? He's like, I got you covered. No, 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 no. absolutely not. I, I have We're a thirst for knowledge. I, I have a deep thirst for knowledge, and um, I never went to college. I, I barely graduated high school. Well, with that said, I think you did the most knowledge as far, or the most research as far as bringing us kind of like a history of Bigfoot. Do you want to tell us about like what the show's about? There's a creature known by many names across the world, Sasquatch, Yeti, Chicle Kule, or Bigfoot. With so many sightings, it leaves you to wonder, might this creature actually exist? Or is it simply overactive imaginations meeting with misidentification? Uh, this week, we're going to dig into the mysterious beast 
that has been evading capture for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to evaluate a lot on the show, but I, I feel like there's four parts to any, you know, discovery, right? There's, you guys might disagree. There's an eye, there's eyewitness accounts where they see Bigfoot. There's footprints. There's uh, recordings. You know, they're whatever sounds the Bigfoots are making. Big Fi, Big Feet. Yeah, you heard him, Chad. That was one there. You guys have one a Bigfoot in the room with you. And then there's uh, what they call, I think it's somatic samples, which is like DNA tests, you know, semen samples, of course, which is a popular nice. one. Uh, use condoms. Use condoms. Use condoms. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna cover all of those, I think, right? I, I don't have any stories on used condoms, guys. Sorry. Damn it. <sighs> what? Okay. Well, let's end the show there. Did you <laughs> even do any guys. research? <laughs> Hold on a second. There was a sighting about three miles east of us. Let me go right out and find one real fast. Yeah. Uh, now, I wonder if it's just like sheepskin, to be honest with you. Those used condoms, you know? Are Bigfoot making condoms, you think, out of just sheep nearby? Oh, hell yeah. You think they have that technology? Hell yeah. They're like, have- this looks like it would fit. That's so hipster. I just pictured whenever you said that's so hipster, I just pictured uh, a, a Bigfoot big with a with a fucking ponytail, like a <laughs> like a like a man bun, like a man bun. I can see that transport backpack on his back. Hell maybe yeah. that's maybe that's why their head's so tall and conical shaped. If that's Holy it. Shit. Oh, but you guys have hipsters in Oklahoma? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. big time. What does an Oklahoma hipster look like? <laughs> so basically, you you take a magazine from like PacSun or let's see, you know PacSun that'll work. A lot of Stussy shirts. Oh yeah, and and what you do is you you cut the sleeves off those shirts, right? And then yeah. you you go and you find the most aquatic necklace you can find, and you throw that on their neck, and then with their jeans, if they're not like rolled up to their knees, they're doing it wrong. And then also, what? and then also, you have the the ponytail. You have way too much knowledge in hipster. <laughs> I work at a restaurant that a bunch of them work at. <laughs> say, I'm picturing like suspenders and puka shells. <laughs> yes, yes. And they probably will sing. So, normally got a flannel shirt. Yeah. Black frame glasses. Either man bun or they're wearing a beanie. Yeah. They got their vape pen. And yeah. I always feel like with those hipsters, like, it should be like the last samurai, and we get to cut off their man butt. <laughs> that sounds really fun. I Ultimate try disrespect. It now. I just want to run around campus now and try to cut off people's man buns. Oh, <laughs> You'll <shit>. get arrested. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. I'm not very fast, so you're probably right. I'm fat. It doesn't work yeah. that way. Yeah, how many could you get, you think, before they tackle you? I mean, I could probably get two, but I think I, they would I'm just... going to be out of shape and downwinded, and I'm just going to let them come get me, get me, because... They would just fall off Chad, though, because... Yeah, I don't think hipsters are strong enough no, to tackle anything. No, no, no. <laughs> they would just fall off. It would be like literally a ping pong situation. They'd hit them, they'd bounce <laughs> off, and Chad'd be like, "That's right, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> like a on the arm. So I, I have to ask you guys, why did you choose Bigfoot? What was your, your reason behind this? Well, we were trying to, you know, we, we talked about doing a show together, and we we're trying to think of something that linked <clears throat> Oklahoma and California, and. California and the whole Pacific Northwest is just full of big hipsters. Sightings. Hipsters. We just established. Yeah, yeah it is the hipsters. We could have done a show on hipsters. Damn. Missed opportunity. We'll have to do another show. 
But then Oklahoma also is kind of like this secret Bigfoot hotspot that not a lot of people think about. I thought, well, you know, Bigfoot is linked between the states. Let's do Bigfoot. It kind of is in both of our our genres of podcasting. It'll be fun. Cool. So why did you guys decide to go along with us on the Bigfoot topic? Well, I, I kind of have a personal reason. I was, um, I was touched um, down there. <laughs> Bigfoot when I was in Boy Scouts. Uh, pretty sure that was just your scout leader. Yeah, I thought that too, but he had told me at the time he just liked to cuddle, but looking back now. <laughs> um, <Einstein>. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. J- uh, Jason, what do you, what do you think? What, did, what made us agree to this? Well, we're, we're fucking team players to start with, but let's say, I mean, anything having to do with myth or legend or mystical you know, cultural type of stories. We're always open to that sound of type of stuff. Yeah, I agree. If you if you said we want to review Chad's first, you know, three to thirty five sexual partners, we probably would have been down for that too. That's all. That's all on the table. One hundred and thirty five. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it. That's a place I don't want to go. <laughs> also, that's extremely <laughs> high. <laughs> He's talking about the three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh my! Literally, when you're built like Bigfoot, it's just you know hard. <laughs> All the time, walking around. Oh. Well, I, I don't want to foreshadow too much some of my kooky stats later on, but there may or may not be some um, some jokes, not about Chad, but about a big the size of Bigfoot. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. I think this brings us to maybe a good spot for a beer. Sounds great to me. Sounds good. I had to pull Eli's away from him, so. <laughs> we cut him off. <laughs> Half a beer. You guys are in a ball in the corner. <laughs> So tonight we have two beers to try on the show. I mean, I think we're all drinking way more than two, but we're going to try beer from California. We're going to try beer from Oklahoma. But I think first we're going to go with the Oklahoma beer, which is by Prairie Brewery. So I'll, I'll kind of let you guys talk about this beer a little bit since i'm trying it for the first time and then we'll uh then we'll we'll give it a try all right so the prairie artisan ales it's called the prairie bomb it's uh prairie's imperial stout it's got a coffee flavor i mean it's brewed with coffee vanilla beans and chili pepper so it's got a nice thick sweetness to it but then that i can't think of the word here spicy mm, not really spice a little bit of spice and then just that. <laughs> I was thinking more of the it's not spicy, it's spicy. coffee. Uh, it kind of has a Perique tobacco taste to it. Just a little bit of spice on the very end of it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like what it, what it tastes like to me is uh, like really dark chocolate. That is the taste that I was, yeah. tra- I was trying to pinpoint what the taste was. And it's a that really is dark it. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. It strikes me as kind of like a mole, like a chicken mole. Being that with <laughs> mole, mole, mole. It's uh, it's noted to have cacao nibs and vanilla beans and even what ancho chili peppers. That's interesting. It definitely well, has I, a coffee aftertaste. <clears throat> that is something else I pick up pretty strong yeah. on it. You can taste the coffee beans. You don't taste chili peppers in there. That's probably where the kick is. So you get that spice at yeah, towards a- the the back end of it. Yeah. That. It's, it's really, I really like it. This is one of the craft beers that's almost, was always on tap at our local bar that we always went to. So we had quite a few of these. Definitely a thicker, heavier beer. So it'll fill make you sure up. you have a light lunch with it. 
unlike what we had oh, yeah. for dinner. I like that you're drinking it at lunch. <laughs> Why one of you is uh, kind of shitty already, considering it's got a 13% ABV. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Holy shit. See, Are you serious? Yes. Yep, 13%. Wow. See, here in Oklahoma, we just recently are allowed six-point alcohol in gas stations and grocery stores. Um, so most of the breweries, when they started making their own beer, made very strong beer because it was only sold in liquor stores and uh, bars. So most of the Oklahoma beers are at least like a 7%, if not higher. So, And see me, I'm used to gas station beers, so I'm used to my 3.2. And... That's that is pretty damn strong. <laughs> I was going to say so. The, the gas stations are typically filled with the the Coors Light variety. It sounds like uh, piss. Yeah, is what we're working for. It was for. three point two Coors <laughs> filled with horse urine. Budweiser. Uh, you got your Coronas, uh, your Natty Lights, your Bush beer, your your PBR. Oh, what are they called? Tech. Got a lot of malt liquors in there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of forties. Oh yes. Yep. But we now have it where we can actually get wine and liquor and six-point beer now at gas stations and grocery stores, which is when, phenomenal, when we went even though the, I don't drink much anymore. When we went to the 7-Eleven before we got here, there was a uh, a, th- a, a deal that looked like a, uh, a Red Bull can, and it was barefoot wine. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yes, you can buy wine now. Because I'm immediately like, oh my god, I can drink this at work. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's partying at the gas stations now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's where everyone goes out. See, about four years ago when I went out to California, we went into a um, Costco and we bought some Captain Morgan. And I was shocked that there was actually alcohol sold in a Costco. And I was like, what? We don't have this. <laughs> California's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Were you like hoarding it like down your shirt? You're like, oh, we got to get as much as we can here. Well, I sat there <laughs> thinking, I the wonder... Hole. I wonder if I can take this back on the plane. <laughs> they don't have this. Not that you can't get Captain Morgan in Oklahoma. You just can't buy it yeah. in that big of a bottle. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> you have four gallons of Captain Morgan's in your suitcase. <laughs> I'm well aware. I think that's over the liquid volume you're allowed to have in airplane. It's, it's not Captain Morgan. It's shampoo. All right. Just that. <laughs> Well, I just say that. So this beer, it was difficult to find in California, but I found it. It cost me eight dollars for a twelve ounce, not for a full six pack. So yeah, that's exactly. It costs the same thing here. It's eight ninety five really? a beer for us. This beer, this beer is the same weighted street value as diamonds. I think. <laughs> like if you do it <laughs> ounce. I'm but pretty sure I, I, I can will say buy some cheap cocaine for about this price. <laughs> same price. Maybe we should do that on the next show. <laughs> an interesting show. So. Uh, we'll try the California so, cocaine versus Oklahoma cocaine. So, Ghost, do you guys think they're real? Yeah. <laughs> I will say it kind of smells like a wet dog a little bit. but uh, It doesn't taste like a wet dog, though. It does kind of smell like that. I just now smelt it. <laughs> I, I drink a lot of wet dogs. Trust me when I say this. Yes, it does not taste like a wet dog. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, usually there's a lot more peanut butter involved in Steve's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. There's no judgment here. For me, more for the dog, but um, <laughs> dog's tasting. Um, okay, um, <laughs> never mind. He, he's trying to think back to fix this, <laughs> but he's drinking thirteen uh, percent beer. And um... I would say it's definitely. I mean, it's a stout, so it's a nice thick beer. 
with a strong flavor yeah. compared to most of the beers I drink. So, well, but. I will say I started out sipping this, and I had only sipped like maybe oh about halfway down the neck, and I'm now about halfway through it, and I'm starting to chug it. Well, so. that's like that's how you should drink a stout. <laughs> Does anybody know CPR? Because that might be what you need to do to aid me here. Yeah. Quick. Considering this is my second beer in three years, so I might have some problems later on during the show. All right. Well, we're going to do a skit at the end. Here, Same I'll take skit, it away from you. Just to see like the drunken level of everyone. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your beer recommendations. This is good. It's also the only one I could find from Oklahoma, but I think it worked out. So thank you. Yep. Should we get into the history of Bigfoot? Let's do it. So, Dave, you got a little bit of history on Big Fort. Big Fort? Big Fort. <laughs> Bigfoot Forest. What do you got? Well, the first newspaper article I could find that describes a hairy bipedal creature is from the Boston Gazette. It's called the Bald Mountain Article. And this was from Charleston, South Carolina, dated May 17th, 1793. Now, I cleaned up some of the language for our hypersensitive modern society, but I'm just going to read it (laughs) verbatim rather than the things that I changed for that reason. (laughs) A gentleman on the South Fork of the Saladu River in a letter of the 23rd sends his correspondent in this city the following description on the bald mountains in the western territories. This animal is between 12 and 15 feet high and in shape resembling a human being, except the head, which is in equal proportion to its body and drawn in somewhat like a terrapin. Its feet are like those of a African-American and about two feet long and hairy, which is of a dark dun color. Its eyes are exceedingly large and open and shut up and down its face. The hair of its head is about six inches long, stands straight up like an African-American's. Its nose is what is called Roman. These animals are bold and have lately attempted to kill several persons, in which attempts some of them have been shot. Their principal resort is on the bald mountain where they lay in wait for travelers but some have been but some have been seen in this part of the country the inhabitants call it yahoo the native americans however give it the name of chicle kudle now the chair like the chiclets they sell down in mexico <laughs> kind of it's it's actually spelled k e c l e h k u d l e h and that's cherokee correct that is Cherokee. It translates to Harry Savage. Mm. I thought it was going to translate to uh, chiclet. But <laughs> so they're very large chiclets is what they are. <laughs> now, now, interestingly enough, in this exact same area, there were reports from the 90s of a cryptid called the Tennessee Wild Man. This was 1890, you said? Um, this, this article was from 1793. Oh, okay. I didn't even know people could write then. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you ever read the Declaration of Independence? What's that? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> I don't read so good, so these big words are. Keep... When was the? When exactly was the time frame for the Tennessee Wildman? Um, the reports are mostly from the 1990s. 1990s. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty big spread. I think that was just Hank Williams Jr. 
<laughs> tomato, tomato. What? I have, I have something from 1811 in a place called Jasper, Canada. Somebody named hey. a trader named David Thompson saw footprints in the snow that were 14 inches long and eight feet wide, or eight inches wide. Eight feet wide? Damn, Jesus that's a big, Christ. big. I mean, big footprint. Yeah. <laughs> Around. <laughs> well, interesting. So that, that's pretty far back. <clears throat> we have some history in California, but we'll cover it when we go over the California sightings. Yeah, let's let's jump in with the part where we're going to try to convince you. So for listeners, this is a really exciting moment. I think that, I mean, if you're going to do a show on Bigfoot, you have to go with, I mean, I think it's it's only imperative that you lead off with the most iconic Bigfoot story of all time, um, which, of course, is the Patterson-Gimlin film. Um, and this cuts forward to, like, 1967. So to hear the history on it going back to, like, the 1700s is pretty incredible. So it always strikes me as why is there such a big gap um, in any kind of sightings? I mean, we're talking, like, two, you know, more than 200 years in this case, right? Like, what, why is such a big gap in sightings, you think? Well, I don't know if it's people maybe just weren't reporting it. Or, I mean, what, in the, the 40s is when everything was about UFOs. So that's even right. just 20 years ahead. So that was the big, oh my gosh, look at this. It's, Amy, your math is way off. How, am I off? From 1790 <laughs> no, to I'm, 1940 is more than no, 20 years. No, I'm going backwards. <laughs> she trimmed it a little bit. <laughs> help I'm me, math backwards. fan, help me. <laughs> I'm going backwards from, oh, the, from the, the Patterson, the Patterson film. film. Okay. Sorry, my brain was working backwards. And so I, maybe there's just always something that's just a little bit more popular to talk about. I don't know when were some plays. The, cra- the crazy people have shifted to a different zeitgeist of the of the time. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, according to uh, BRFO's website, um, as far as any sightings before 1900, they only have maybe 12 of them. But is that a boy band? <laughs> no, um, that's the Bigfoot Field uh, Research Organization. That's right. Okay, that's right. Wait, they were founded in 1995, from what I... Wait, I'm going to do my best, Dave. I'm going to do a Dave here. Founded in 1995 as a collection of scientists and specialists from around the world who are committed to the study and research of Bigfoot. How do you like them apples? I can (laughs) do some research, too. That was the only research I've done, though. You need a beard, though. (laughs) So, but that was how they had 12... They have recorded 12 sightings, though, in that time period that they found. Yes. Eh, 12 sightings versus like 120 in like the past 20 years or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, from then on, there's at least one a year. No, is that nationwide that we're talking about or is that within a particular region? Uh, Nationwide. So 12 sightings nationwide? And almost 110 years. Hmm. There's got to be way more than that, though. A lot of the research that I saw, like even just some of the states had like in the hundreds of reported sightings, but maybe those are the only ones that are considered genuine. Maybe. Well, it's gotta be, well they're the it's only one. It's got to be the media coverage. I mean, you have to get in a newspaper or not. Like, how many newspaper editors are, like, going to be printing stuff on Bigfoot? Like, we can print real news or... Well, the thing, the thing is, is that, like, uh, not everybody probably comes to any kind of newspaper or whatnot with their sightings because they think that immediately sure. they're going to be shunned. Which is the same situation that I talked about when we did our, our, our Mothman episode about, you know, the Mothman sightings. And it's, I, I feel like it's a lot of the same with any other cryptids that go on, and especially with Bigfoot. Well, and something else that often happens and happened a lot in that, that time period was everything was considered 
demonic and evil. So if something was outside of the norm, people didn't talk about it because, like you said, they'd be shunned. People would think that they were in witchcraft. You know, you've got all those different things. That, or in link with the devil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so more your credibility would be like taking your life at risk to being burned at the stake or drowned because you were associated with some kind of demonic cult. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think for the more recent stuff from, you'd say, 19... From the Patterson film on, I still think there's a reason there's a more gap between the more prevalent uh, videos or research is that people are, when they come out with it, they're told they're crazy, they're insane, they're ho- it's a hoax. So people don't come out with it as often because they're afraid of you know, being told that it's not real and what they saw wasn't real. So what's the point of telling people at that point? Well, you think you better have some pretty compelling evidence if you're going to come forward, right? Yeah, which, I mean, as you can see through the Bigfoot research we've done, the videos aren't in greatest quality and the prints and stuff aren't always the greatest quality either. So, and so speaking of compelling evidence, we've prepared three videos or three stories to share with you guys, and we're going to convince you that there's enough compelling evidence to say that Bigfoot actually exists. All right, let's hear it. What do you think about that? Prove it. So we, Go ahead, Don. We're going to start the Patterson thing. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with the the holy grail of of videos. All right. Well, I mean, I think it's only natural that we give a little bit of background on this. I'm sure that everyone out there in podcast land and beyond has seen this video, right? It's the most probably identifiable, uh, you know, image of Bigfoot. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you type up Bigfoot, it's one of the first things to pop up. So, absolutely. So, the Gimlin film, the Patterson Gimlin film, has long been regarded. It's probably the most genuine, at least probably the the most uh, believable, uh, based on a number of factors, I think. And the species in this film is, as we probably alluded to a little bit earlier, is lovingly referred to as Patty. They, the, you know, at this point, I think the believers have uh, all come to a, an agreement that this species, this specimen, if you will, is a female, right? I think that's the pretty much the consensus, Jess. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> okay, so. Let's give it a little bit of context. So th- this footage was filmed alongside a Northern California area uh, called Bluff Creek, uh, which is up by Klamath River. Uh, it's like a, a logging uh, area in a, a little town called Orleans, California, which is in Del Norte County. Uh, the, basically, in this case, you know, we'll, we'll start before we get into the skeptic aspect of it. <clears throat> we'll start off as that some folks went up there, in this case, Roger Patterson, and uh, Bob Gimlin um, had gone to this area in, in really in search of this species. There was a lot of rumors. There were some sightings previously going back a couple of decades, actually, about a creature that that occupied these woods. Um, and so this is an as a pretty well known like gold country in California. And uh, so they went there deliberately to find this creature. And luck wouldn't you know it, they were able to spot it. So this this. Uh, cut of film reel if you will is pretty short however but uh it captured some of the most iconic footage that we know today so in the early afternoon time let's say um on october 20th 1967 patterson and gimlin were riding generally up northeast like upstream on horseback along the east bank of the bluff creek 
Um, it was about one to two o'clock in the afternoon. They claim to have overturned a tree with a large root system um, at a t- turn in the creek. Uh, and when they had rounded this uh, this particular area, there was uh, a, basically like this open meadow, if you will, of fallen trees. Um, and there across the bank, which is actually purported to be pretty freaking close um, in proximity, they they spotted this iconic figure, um, which was walking um, along this creek bed. And the, the video itself, of course, you can find on YouTube uh, pretty damn easily. A big, hairy, beastly figure that was estimated to be about six and a half feet tall, hairy, bipedal, ape-like, of course. This film, broken down into two parts. Patterson, in this case, he claims that the film was taken from about 25 feet away from the creature that he had noticed at, at its closest, and then it, it eventually walks away from him, in this case, up to about 120 feet. Certainly close enough, I think, if you're going to consider this as genuine, that is absolutely close enough to realize that what they were seeing is not an animal, and it's not human. It would be something completely mysterious to them. All right, well, um, since this is our thing, I'm totally convinced this is real. <clears throat> that convinced me, so... It's up to you guys now to to dispute this because I think this is a real Bigfoot. That can great that job, can, Jason. That convinced you alone. <laughs> You're <laughs> an easy. <laughs> well, I have to say the 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 big thing that that footage has going working against it is the fact that Patterson and Gimlin immediately took it and sold it to the BBC, and okay. it's it's one of those things that it. They were filmmakers, and there were all these stories going on about this creature in uh, Bluff Creek, and they're like, hey, let's go out and find it. Well, any Bigfoot hunter will tell you that they can go out three or four hundred times and never see a Bigfoot, and it just so happened that on their first trip out, they ran into Bigfoot. I mean, well, that's the odds were ever so, in their favor. <laughs> more so than that. The guy who filmed this piece, not only was he into filmmaking, but he had already written a book the year before and released it um, having to do with the abominable snowman. Exactly. So which we know is real. So (laughs) he is right. (laughs) (laughs) No, should I stop this? Okay, fine. Well, with the footage itself, the footage is very believable and you got to give it to him that if this was a suit that they made up, it was very detailed. So this is better quality. Uh, costume design than most movies at the time. So. Yeah, but Planet of the Apes also came out around that time. So, yeah, Planet of the Apes costumes looked horrible true. compared to We're the trying Patterson to disprove film. this, <laughs> Yeah, whose That's side are you on here? <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> That's the about the whole thing is that the, even today they say 50 years later that you still can't buy an ape suit or a monkey suit or even a Bigfoot suit at a costume store and have it look believable. Yeah. Well, don't you think 50 years later, the fact that we're even talking about it as if it might be legit is a good sales pitch that it may be. I mean, there's no one else that's staged anything better than that. Well, the fact that Patterson went to his grave saying it was real and Gimlin's who I believe is still alive still says it's real. I mean, that's a long time to keep a story going. Yeah. So that it does have that going for it. Um, as for the swinging breasts, 
I had to point out <laughs> to these guys here that breasts don't usually swing in that particular motion. It's been a while. <laughs> but Wait, is that why we know it's a female? That's the swinging breasts? That's that what is they say. What yeah. they say, yes. I thought there was just like a labia flying around. <laughs> <or something>. Like <laughs> we saw labia in the trees. Hello, later that day, I'm therefore here. we knew it was a female. Really? She just yelled well, you, back, close the damn door. Did you complain about the toilet seat being up? <laughs> now, been a female. I have to say that I've watched the footage and I've watched it slowed down, slowed down at the point that the breasts supposedly sway. <clears throat> and to me, it looks more like if you're going to make it anything, <laughs> it looks more like... Are you, are you talking about Chad's porn collection? <laughs> <laughs> it looks more to me like maybe even an infant bigfoot is crawling around on her i could even see that but like a baby on her back on her on her chest kind of how a gorilla will hold a a baby and it clings to him the twins (laughs) (laughs) these twins they must be twins (laughs) i don't know I, i it's hard for me to disprove this footage because for the time it is really good but i just feel like there would there is a lot of history with patterson or yeah patterson and and the filmmaking that makes it look like it could possibly have been staged a lot of people who who strongly believe in it they're going to point out the calves the back muscles you know some of the the physiology of this particular instance and like you know, enhance the video, try to get all uh, you know high def on it. And I mean, there's even pictures of the feet. Yes. So you know, in this case, it, it depends on what fetish you're into. So <laughs> if you like feet, you know, you can get the. If you're Eli, you're really into this film. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, hairy feet especially. But the uh, the in this case, the, they say the movement of the muscle tissue on the back and the feet and the calves and all of that stuff is just too too hard to replicate. It has to be something uh, genuine. Well, something else it does have going for it is that a few days later, somebody else went out there and actually took plaster casts of the imprints made by the creature in the video. Right. But that is also, there were prints found in Bluff Creek that were later told to have been fake as well that I think Steve probably has in that story about the first Bigfoot, because I believe it was the first time it was ever recorded. So there were already fake Bigfoot, Big Feet, Big Fi going on at that time in the same area. Well, there was, yeah, earlier, like 10 years earlier, that was the first notable accounts, but they had no footage, they had no photographs. But there were stories of bloggers that had, come across this said Bigfoot in the same area, which is what originally drew Patterson and Gimlin to the Bluff Creek area. This is true. The fa- but you are correct. The fact that they were able to come up with a Bigfoot in their first trip is also another a, a well, red flag not, for me. There's, that's not necessarily true, though. In this case, it's said that they had made several expeditions to the area previously, and this just happened to be the first time that they were able to catch the the creature on film. Well, I think we can conclude that we don't know for sure. Either way, right? It's a tie. Yeah. So should we? Maybe we should go to the next one. Let's do it. And then see if we can stump you on that one. I was going to say before then. Let me. Can I just pose a possibility to everyone? Go for it. Uh, all right. 
Gigantopithecus. Is anyone familiar with this species? Yes. So this would probably fall in line with sightings of the skunk ape, for example. But Gigantopithecus is actually an animal that has been proven to be to have existed um, quite some time ago, albeit. But uh, it's a giant orangutan-like ape, right? This thing has been noted to be up to three meters high. So what? I mean, if you especially if you go to like a very remote part of a forest land or an area where you know humans don't typically frequent i mean isn't it possible that there just might be a creature that we haven't discovered yet i mean all i mean take into account that even gorillas were considered a myth up until the 1960s yeah that's one of my this, biggest theories when it comes to bigfoot um because i'm one of those i want to believe in bigfoot but there's so many creatures out there that we have yet to discover and that we're just come that we're finding uh, nowadays, I mean, there's some animals we thought to be extinct that we have found living, uh, living versions of them. So, what? Right. Why couldn't you say that? A giant, I can't even say the name. Gigantopithecus. Yes. <laughs> why one of those couldn't still be around? They're just in such limited numbers that it, they're just hard to find. Right. I don't know. I, mean, I think that Jane Goodall was full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> say Jane Goodall even said that she believed that Bigfoot could very well exist. That's fucking right. She did. You knew where else he existed? In Marble Mountain. That's right. No, no, so he never hey. existed there. No, he you didn't. You guys ready for the next one? As you can tell. Yes. Are. Nice segue, Steve. Let's move on to Marble Mountain. Marble Mountain is a little bit different story. It's a little bit more uh, recent, right? We're, going, we're, we're cutting forward, much like a lot of these other sightings that have a lot of years between them. This, this took place in the year 2000. The year 2000. So... This is <laughs> this is a well-known Bigfoot sighting as well, filmed by Mike Hall, and he was the leader of a like Christian youth group that went on a camping trip. So Campus Life was the name of this youth group that used to go on these hiking adventures. So they took him up to, uh, in this case, the Siskiyou County, which is again Northern California. Uh, you know, it's actually closer to like Trinity. If, if, for folks in California, um, it's closer to the, probably Fort Jones. Um, now, in this case, he actually got this great footage, so to speak. But much like all the rest of the footage that you see out there, there's like some prerequisites. You have to have a camera from like a camcorder that you put on your shoulder from like 1983. And it's got, <laughs> you know, VHS tape in there and uh it's like the first time the guys use the camera because he can't seem to get his viewfinder in the right spot but uh they even found a, a shelter like uh hut if you will that was covered in like tree branches and it was it was created look almost like it might have been a uh a place for a bear to hibernate or something but more likely it's like a a get down nest for the big feet in the area and uh as they're investigating this hut, if you will, this makeshift shelter, um, one of the boys spots Bigfoot on the ridge, and he's pissed. He he's, sees all these guys in his camp, all these kids looking around, and they're all taunting him, and they point in this giant 1983 camcorder at him, and uh, he starts the trees, and, and he's jumping up and down, and he's he's flailing about, and, you know, this is a this is a big one. I think believers latch onto this one just like they do the Patterson film, and frankly, um, 
you know, it's a bit fuzzy. But it is a giant man who apparently means he appears to be quite pissed off running up and down the hillside, kind of like in a threatening manner. So I have to stop you and ask you a question real quick. Why does Bigfoot need a fire pit? Let me answer that. Because in this video, they they make sure to point out that there's a fire pit next to built to this hut. But they also say that the fire pit appears to be unused, like there was no recent fires in the pit. Maybe Bigfoot just found a flat ground camp spot uh, as a quite uh, good area to, to. set in for the night. I think well, it's more likely you guys use your fireplace. <laughs> we, don't we don't have, have one. a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, wait, but, <laughs> but it's probably more likely that Smokey the Bear came and poured water over the fire that was there and washed it out versus Bigfoot That's being right. there. <laughs> Smokey the Bear. Only you Smokey can prevent bear. forest fires. I was gonna say, which leads me back to our Mandela effect episodes. It was always bear, or was it? <laughs> it just we we run into this a lot, and it's we just say it's whatever reality you are in is what it was. <laughs> Sounds fair. But, and the reality that we're in now is that this marble mountain is absolutely true and real. Well, <laughs> not correct. my reality. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have in our town. We have this. It's called Sutton Wilderness, and it is a wildlife preserve that's in the middle of town. And there were structures like this all throughout Sutton Wilderness. There's never been a Bigfoot sighting to my knowledge. But there is a huge population of hobos who like to camp out in Sutton Wilderness. (laughs) And you don't go there at night because you're probably going to run into a few. But what they do is when we have an ice storm come through, it breaks the branches off of the trees. They twist and break they fall to the ground. Big old, I mean, it'll split a tree in half. And you have big logs of trees. And people will take those logs that have fallen. And they will prop them up in little huts. And it may not be hobos. It may be some people out there getting high and smoking out inside one of these little tents. But it's a very common occurrence to be walking the trails down there and run into some of these. I, pref- I, I believe the preferred nomenclature is homeless person. <laughs> But <laughs> we use hobos. Um, another reason I for the hobos. I picture a guy sleeping in a in a bivouac with a a stick over his shoulder with a little <laughs> tied to it, a little knapsack. Uncle Homa lives about twenty years behind the rest of the country, so that's probably what we have. <laughs> I've always wanted to meet a hobo. He's got a little Come. green on his face. Never wanted to meet a homeless person though. All right, so are we are we done with Marble Mountain? Can we conclude? Not, not that? yet. Oh not no, yet. we got a lot more on Marble Mountain. <laughs> You got more. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Before Eli starts, I will say with that structure, um, from the video camera, you can see where it looks like there's like fishing line or just some kind of like small line, string or, a string or something, that's used to tie these together towards the opening, which I wouldn't see why Bigfoot would, one, be, you know, know how to tie a knot. Unless he was in the Eagle Scouts or something. Um, uh, that, he did touch me down there <laughs> during Boy Scouts. So that's right. There you go. That, that's where I learned his confidence. That shelter um, does look like something that I uh, I built in Boy Scouts when we did our 30 <laughs> below zero badge uh, way back in the day. <laughs> so that's one thing I would say. Well, and then the the figure walking down the mountain. Now, and, oh, hold on, hold on. I, I still got more about the structure if I can get in here real quick. 
they they show footage of one of the kids climbing in the structure. He barely fits in this mm-hmm. thing, and he has maybe a thirty-two inch chest. If a creature that's supposed to have a fifty-inch chest plus, how's it going to get in there without knocking the whole damn thing down? Lay sideways. I mean, maybe a swinging breast. <laughs> it's it, it's a hut in, just for swing. his breast. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, Nelly. We're about to swing these bitches in there. <laughs> I mean, have you ever stayed in the in a Hong Kong airport where they have sleeping quarters that are like catacombs? No, we're not that bougie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have not. <laughs> well, then how Neither. how can you answer that? No, okay. I, I <laughs> I can pick you with this. <laughs> it's a snug fit. Like I just say, that kid is half of my size. Yeah. And he fills that entire thing when he crawls in it. Yeah. I couldn't fit in that thing. And Bigfoot's supposed to be bigger than me. Or at least I sure hope it's bigger than me. Heck, its feet alone are probably about the size of the entrance. Yeah. Mm. So, he sleeps head out, feet in. <laughs> just to keep his feet warm. <laughs> But then we get to the guy, the the person or Bigfoot that is walking down the mountain. <laughs> Dave pointed out most animals are not going to walk silhouetted against the sun. Yeah, against the horizon. Yeah, they're going to walk down a little bit because they don't want to be seen. Whether they be a right. predator or they be prey, they don't want to be seen. And according to according to the witnesses, though. He he was like trying to be seen, uh, like as if he was. He didn't know what to do. Is what they were saying. He said he, he didn't know how he was going to handle these intruders in his hut. You know, so he decided to lean against a tree and hang out for a few minutes, and you know, show him that he was real pissed, and show him some feats of strength by ripping down some of the branches and whatnot. What he wasn't trying to hide by any measure. What I saw was a hiker who was trying to get attention because maybe he needed help. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like, "Hey guys, look at me. Can I'm you see me? Can you see me? Help. I'm, you know, I'm stranded up here on the mountain." And the guys are just up there like, "Let's shoot him." <laughs> How disappointing would that be? Exactly. I've broken my What are the chances? <laughs> my wife is almost dying on the other side of the ridge. Please help. <laughs> Why are you just videoing me? And then I when need your help. He gets to the trees. He looks like exasperated. He's like, they, they just can't see me. Like he starts, you know, that's when he starts getting frustrated. And it's like they can't see me. They can't hear me. It's you know, and then he just continues on. He's like, screw this. I'm just going to keep going the way I'm coming, and, <laughs> and just keeps on hiking down the mountain. Because if it was really yeah. a Bigfoot, Bigfoot tend to be far more aggressive, from what I've read, and. Right. He would have probably snuck on up, snuck up on him, and started throwing branches at him to get him out of there. Can I, can I, can I jump in real quick? With speaking of which, it, it, with what you've read, let's let's talk about Bigfoot's traits real quick. This is this is what we would be considering well known. And as far as his habits are concerned, he is a big advocate of rock throwing, wood banging. He likes to build stone piles in his spare time. And he also speaks uh, gibberish. Apparently. Are you reading his dating profile? Yeah, what's his sign? <laughs> he enjoys long walks on the sandbars. Long walks down Marble Mountains. <laughs> Is he a Capricorn? A Capricorn? He prefers big swinging breasts. Well, hey, folks, I mean, this is according to the North American Bigfoot Research uh, Organization. 
now get this. This is the one of the, the one of the best things I think they have on on here. And I don't know how they figured this out, but as far as his senses are concerned, his vision includes um, average sight during the day, which probably attributes to the fact why he's so mad. He's like he just sees all these people in his, his hut area. But at night, he has fourth gen night vision thoughts. How did they measure that? That's what I'm, is that the character they, they made on a video game or in D and D? They, they rolled just, the dice and they yeah. got six D six. Your perception is four plus four four. <laughs> well, his vision is fantastic, but his hearing is below average. <laughs> they didn't want to give him all the best traits. <laughs> now, as far as vision was their best roles, and the hearing they just put as the throwaway roles, is what yeah. you're saying. Now, as far as his hearing goes, is that like? I mean, are they taking studies from like? Older, not older primates, uh, like older skeletons of like Homo erectus and whatnot. They're trying to like correlate that into what they think it is. It doesn't get too much into the science, honestly, around it. It just shows you kind of what his uh, his strengths and weaknesses are. So his D and D rap sheet, I got his job application. Yeah. <laughs> got it. So if you will, know, he's a mammal. He's bipedal. He his height can range from six to eight feet, weighing six to eight hundred pounds. Get this, folks. His speed is 30 to 35 miles an hour. Bullshit. Apparently he's been hanging out with Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> he's pretty he's been training with him. That's right. His hair is, you know, again, like we said earlier, black, brown, gray, reddish. And <clears throat> so apparently they've, they've confirmed through multiple species of Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just, I'm, I'm amazed they were able to get him to run his 40. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, pro athletes won't even do that at the combine, but Bigfoot was just willing to do it. <laughs> Bigfoot, this is the line you go yeah. to. Okay, all right. No, stop, stop eating wood. Okay. Uh, he eats berries, fish, and other an- animals. He he, can, he also prefers flowers. If you've ever seen Harry and the Hendersons, uh, <laughs> that is the best Bigfoot measure. bio. Yeah, in some cases when he's desperate, he'll tremendous. Be much like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Very parallel uh, profile there with a hobo, almost identical. <laughs> right. All right, are we done with Marble Mountain? We've obviously concluded that's real. Uh, I think we. I, I, yeah, I, Marble, Mountain. Marble Mountain was of the three the one that I was like, no, this is fake. <laughs> yeah. You can say right, it's fine. real. We'll say it's not real. I won't say it's fake. I believe it's actual real footage, but I actually believe it's I believe it's misidentification. I think that there was actually a person up on that mountain that was trying to get their attention and he probably just assumed that they couldn't see him and I'm burned very bad down here. <laughs> yeah. And that longer arm was actually a walking stick that he had created because he broke his ankle. <laughs> it smells <of> almonds. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for the final one? Let's this go. This should be quick. Yes. Okay. So you guys, have, have you watched my video, the Skunk Ape video? Yes. Yes, the Mississippi Skunk Ape. Okay, so this one, if you're listening and want to watch it, you look up, I saw Skunk Ape on YouTube, and it's a Mississippi resident named Josh Highcliffe. He captured a video of this potential Bigfoot while hunting on his property. This was recent, 2013. Um, it's nine miles west of Tunica, Mississippi. Um, he heard a noise behind a tree. He thought it was hogs. Spoiler alert, it wasn't hogs. Uh, it was this huge black thing crouched by a dead cypress about 50 yards away. He was digging out of this big stump. And then after a minute of the video, the creature stands up. You think that the creature is like 
standing up the whole time, but then he stands up and then the guy just takes off running. He's like, holy shit, I'm out of here. So watch the video, but here's, here's a few points. So one, it was not shot using a 1984 Commodore 64 camera. The footage is clear and it's not moving around. So right there, it has to be real. Everyone knows that hoaxes are shot basically by our dads in 1987. So there you go. Um, the movements of this creature is not like any other animal. So like, it's not a bear. You can literally see hands and arms and shoulder muscles moving. Um, and at one point you hear this giant crack, it like yanks part of the tree off. So it seems like incredible strength required because this is a huge tree. Um, the guys seem legitimately scared. Otherwise he's an amazing actor. Um, most of the comments in the video, um, from other people watching it is like, we think this is real. And there's even like uh, commentary videos based, like built upon reviewing this video. And they all were like, well, like we think this might be real. Um, so like there's a whole evaluation video for that. Um, so your thought. I'm just going to jump in here and say that like with the Patterson film, I think this is either a hoax or it's the real deal. I don't think there's any in between. I don't think there's any misidentification or anything like that. This one, when I first watched it, I thought, holy shit, he did catch a Bigfoot. Then I watched it again, and I was like, okay. There is a point in which you can see what appears to be a seam between the head and the shoulders. This could very well be fur that got bent when he moved and threw the piece of wood like like a fat roll on his neck yeah something like that but it's definitely there's a defined line from Mm -hmm. his head to his shoulders but we all know that bigfoot does orange theory right you guys have that out there (laughs) (laughs) it's like a gym thing yeah it works out feverishly well the next thing i saw was when he stood up in the patterson film bigfoot has muscles on his leg in this one when this bigfoot stands up it looks like a pair of pants he skipped leg day. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight is what you're saying. Yeah. It's just extra fat just hanging there. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Sorry. He's basically a, a sugar a sugar glider. <laughs> and and you're fat shaman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and roll out my evidence on why this isn't real. So like, you know, the first time Amy showed it to me, I was watching. I said, like, okay, that, you know, that could be real. And then I got home and I was showing it to Eli so he could know which one we were talking about. And there's a part in it where he rips off a piece of the bark of a tree and throws it in the little water next to him. Well, then he has to adjust his mask. And it's actually at the same point where you see the Amy says she saw the dividing line kind of between the neck and the back. He puts his hands up to his head, and you can see him like he's adjusting his mask. I don't know if he had headphones in, and Bigfoot just had to adjust his headphones because one was falling out. (laughs) Or if it was actually his mask, he had to readjust. But And then it's not long after that that he stands up. And back in high school, I wore a monkey suit for a video we had to do for my Spanish class. And it looks identical to what I looked like from behind standing in my monkey suit. So I'm saying it's a costume. It looks like the costume I had. So my other- well, Let me stop you right there. Wait a second. You, you had to dress up like a monkey in your Spanish class? Was this a... <laughs> <laughs> What kind of curriculum do you guys have out there? Well, let's just say not a very had, good one. We had to make a we had to make a video about us saying different things in Spanish, and then we had to make an ad, and we had to use Cheez-Its. And so what we came up with was we was Bigfoot, 
breaking into the house and stealing the people's Cheez-Its. Well, me being <laughs> six two, I was the one who got the Bigfoot costume. So, because everybody everybody knows that Bigfoot is a huge proponent of Cheez-Its. Yep, <laughs> me gusta Cheez-It. Well, Oklahoma is fiftieth in the education of this country, <laughs> <laughs> but number one. Cheese it consumer. We only, <laughs> we only have forty nine states in, the, uh, in this country, right? Yes. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point, right there. And he didn't even go to Oklahoma schools. I went to Louisiana schools, man. That's a little bit more so. Let's say the one other thing about that video that I have that stood out to me was the guy with the camera was making all kinds of racket and noise, and bi- yeah. the, the Bigfoot did not react to it. But I guess if that goes to ba- back to Bigfoot having bad hearing, yeah, then yeah. that could be the explanation. It was the headphones. You fell right into our trap. <laughs> Horrible hearing. Well, I think that probably concludes our three Bigfoot sightings that we're trying to convince you on. I think we should move on. That was fun. That's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you guys for listening to our collaboration with Grognostics. We'll come at you next week with part two. Um, please go on to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from and rate and review us. Uh, that helps us get in the ears of more listeners, gets us out there, gets us known. We really appreciate it. If you would appreciate everybody who's reviewed us on Facebook and all of that, go listen to Grognostics, rate and review them. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Um, they're an awesome podcast. We're having a lot of fun doing this. We can't wait for next for next week's episode. You can like us and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UMP Normalcy. And you can always email us at UMPNormalcy at gmail.com. And don't forget our Patreon page. Uh, I know we've got some new content. And until next week. Keep digging. <laughs>